This is a podcast from BFM 89.9, The Business Station. Hello and welcome to A Bit of Culture. And with me, Cameron Rustan, today we have the returns of she actually does the news. She creates the news at BFM. You would have heard her voice every half hour. Danya Naya. Hi. I don't know if I create the news, but I do report on it. So. <laughs> well, uh, Danya is the news. <laughs> is the news. Yeah, she's always inserting herself into the news. <laughs> and in more Danya Naya news. Um, and she used to work at BFM, but uh, producer Hanif said she still exists and that I should recognize that. Um, <laughs> she's Julian Yap. Hello. Yay. Thank you for having me back. This in, I, that I'm surprised because that implies that you've forgotten me um, uh, no i can't no, believe could that never could never but but i mean uh what would you what would you say in a nutshell your position is now in the job that you do now um i'm a content strategist for an educational platform oh well that that sounds pretty kosher okay good <laughs> um okay and our three topics are topic number one is what is the news topic number two is the book blob did i say that right and mm-hmm. uh, finally topic number three is uh, is this the end of the social era on the internet? I'm over 35, so I don't know what that means. I'm going to find out. <laughs> so, <clears throat> so with topic number one, what is the news? So, Daniel, I will be uh, calling you in in a moment. But uh, okay. if I could if I could start, start with what was the news when I was growing up? Because mm-hmm. it has changed radically. Um, when I was growing up in England, uh, there were three, four TV stations, three of which had the news. And there seemed to be a real consensus of what were the headlines. You could go across the three different uh, news broadcasts, and it would be pretty much the same. The first item, second, third, there would be the same thing. Um, so there was a there was um, a natural tendency in the audience to believe that well, this is the news. <laughs> These are the things that we should know about. Um, then the Rupert Murdoch press came along and they would choose very different stories to be the news. And pretty much what they were going with, and they still go with, is news that grabs you emotionally, gets gets um, ideally anger and fear, those two things, that your responses are that. And, and you, you would reply when reading the headlines, oh, typical immigrants and typical foreigners and we're under attack and i'm afraid so uh you know the kind of rupert murdoch thing would be um house invasions where people would a family might get killed by a stranger i mean these incredibly rare events but you report it enough with a helicopter over the top it feels like it happens every day so um i'm just wondering now in this age of the internet where you can create and curate your own news. I, mean, I don't know about you, but I, I guess I get my news headlines from, say, Twitter, so that whatever the people I follow, whatever they've kind of agreed upon as the consensus, <laughs> those are kind of the headlines that I end up thinking are the priority news items. Um, but also we're in Malaysia. We're not in Britain. because So I'm talking about news gathering in Britain. Malaysia should be very different. So, Danya, when you, when you at BFM are curating the news, what, what, are, what are you looking for? What is the news? I mean, if, if 
I don't know if it's naive of me to say it this way, but genuinely, I would like to think that the way we choose the stories we want to report is, is this going to affect the people? You know, is this is this something that when someone is in their car and they're driving to work, you want to think like, is this something that they will grab their attention? But I, I also think that it's hard not to stay in that realm of choosing news that, you know, in, evoke some kind of emotion from people. Um, I think in general, most news news outlets do that. Um, yeah, but, you know, you want to you want to choose things like, oh, the price of food is going up. That's going to be something people are worried about. The increase of their OPR, that's going to be something people think about. But I sometimes it's it's hard to choose those kind of news because sometimes it's not things that people want to hear, even though you know they should know these things. But you have a conception of who the the, the BFM audience is. is. Yeah, yeah. But but I, I noticed that because every now and again I will I will report a bit of news and I will notice like some friends of mine, they won't hear the news, but they'll share it a few days later because it's been reported by an entertainment outlet for some reason. Um mm. You know, so there, there is that thing of me thinking when I write, when I report news is how many people are actually, you know, outside of the BFM audience, how many people are actually waiting for this news. And I think because there's that thing of doom scrolling and just getting bad news, I think a lot of people tend to stay away from the news. These, I think, mm. you know, there used to be a thing of sitting in front of the TV and waiting for the eight o'clock news to come mm. on. But I don't think people have that now. I think it's easier to just look at content that's fun and light. And the news today is just whatever, like you said, you curated yourself on social media and you don't, you know, you don't want to see the bad things. You don't want to see yeah. the bad things. No, absolutely. Uh, uh, Julian, you, you curate your own news or do, I mean, do you, do you do as, as Daniel says, do you avoid it? Do you run away from the news? I think I, similar to what you do, I get my headlines on Twitter and I have always found Twitter to be an incredibly reliable source. And, you know, you do get a very good overview, but um, we don't get that anymore. I've completely gotten off Twitter now. I've, you know, deleted the app and everything because it feels like you, 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 first of all, it doesn't feel reliable, even though um, you are following uh, reliable sources. They don't feel like you're getting everything. Follow at BFM News. It's great. On Twitter, <laughs> <Please> <laughs> um, yeah. well, but um, even though you have that, it's still um, it's still mixed up with a bunch of stuff that's being um, recommended to you that doesn't feel like is like it's something that I even want that I even I even want to know. But I don't understand what kind of algorithm they're doing. Um, I, obviously, I I don't work on the news team. I've I've I've, I've always kind of shied away from news because I don't think I have the kind of eye or the ear that Danya has or any of the news of any news people have but um, I'm, I'm thinking of this from sort of the the user like mm. the people so um, you get a lot of people now on TikTok, Instagram, Facebook I think um, it, this is kind of circulated um, on WhatsApp as well you know among the the old uncles and aunties you know um, mm-hmm. and they kind of do the Me, thing where it? they well, if you if you make the videos, then you're you're news cam. Okay. Right. But you know, like they'll use their they'll use their phones and um they'll sort of shoot behind them and it's like sort of green screening. It's like, have you heard of this? Why isn't anyone talking about this? We have mm. to be talking about this, guys. And it does the exact thing that you were that you were talking about, Cam, where they incite that emotion. Um, a lot of the time, anger or e- even if it's um, wow, I've never I've never this is this is absurd. I mean, when it's really very much not but from there you know because it's social you hear you see it everywhere it's shared 
so so quickly. Um, I'm thinking about the blue couch that was found, that blue sofa that was found in New York City, um, because it was one uh, TikTok and it blew up and it covered all news outlets that I followed. Like I think it was on the BBC as well. So how that sort of news is created socially now? Wow, um, uh, I I don't know, Danya, if you covered that on BFM. Uh, we did not cover the <laughs> not not for the BFM audience. No. Yeah. Well, can I can I add one other thing, which is that so for me when I was as I say growing up in Britain, the news was for the British audience, and there was a sense then in the up until the 1980s, it has changed since Brexit. By the way, I think that the the British audience liked to um, uh, think two things. One is the rest of the world is in absolute chaos. Uh, but in the UK, the best minds are in charge of things and it will muddle through. It'll be okay because we have the best practices. Also, they thought that we actually can have, we're, we're a great enough nation, we can have impact on foreign stories. Mm-hmm. So it's good that we know about these things because we as a nation, we as individuals can have an impact. Now in Malaysia, we don't think we can have impact. So. So, Danya, I mean, when you're looking at, say, foreign news, I would have to say, uh, what's the point? <laughs> because, <laughs> it, you know, news is something in, in, in a geopolitical sense that happens to us. Yeah, yeah, I know. But, but I think when we cover foreign news, especially at BFM, we tend to focus on countries that don't get reported on very often. Like, you know... A lot of the big names come out in news when you talk about foreign news. You talk about the UK, you talk about US, you talk about Germany, Spain, you know, all, all the big powerhouses. But with us, with, with foreign news, we tend to look at other countries that maybe same, I don't say level, but sort of same status as us, as Malaysia, or like, you know, maybe like even like a third world country or things like that. So I think that that's what sets us apart. Um, but also, I think when we when we talk about news in Malaysia, I feel like we probably know more about foreign news than we do about our own news, like about yeah. local news. Mm-hmm. I think, especially because a lot of news, a lot of young people, their news is based more on entertainment news rather than anything that's political or, you know, current affairs. I would say that we, we probably know more about what's happening in America and, and the UK, especially in comparison to what's happening in Malaysia. Yeah. Right. So therefore you prioritize Malaysian news. Yeah, we prioritize Malaysian news, and if we do foreign news, it's you know other countries that don't get enough spotlight, you know. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, so I mean, it'd be like, meanwhile, in Botswana, nothing happened yeah, but... today. <laughs> that, that's never been a headline. Just like you know, a nation like Botswana, how many times has that ever grabbed the headlines? Never, because they're okay. <laughs> you know, and 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 we should we should say that, you know. Anyway. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay. Well, the news remains a, a strange, contested space. Um, we'll move on, but I just say I would just say just avoid anything to do with Rupert Murdoch. If he's <laughs> anything to do with oh, Rupert yeah. Murdoch is putting out the news, don't touch it. Don't touch it. Don't touch it. <laughs> yeah. It it is radioactive in its oh. poison. <laughs> so meanwhile, um, uh, topic number two, Julian, is the book blob. The book blob trend, the book cover <laughs> blobs, I guess that's easier to say. Um, this is a trend that's been going on for a while. Um, I, I found uh, articles about this going back to 2020, 2020 all the way till uh, you know this year. Um, it's a trend that um, I think if you've been to a bookstore anytime in the last few years, you would have seen just 
covers across all genres, a lot of genres um, of, you know, swirly, swirly, bright colors, blobby and big bold text it the covers give you no context whatsoever on what the book is about the genre that it's about or even if it's part of um part of a series because it isn't um you know it's not a coherent style across the series or anything um this is a trend that feels like it, it feels like a sort of i don't know if this is if, if this is the right thing to if this is the right term you can change you can correct me if i'm wrong but it's sort of um like gentrifying what book covers should be or kind of or making them as simple as possible to minimize um sort of minimize the maybe you know maybe this book won't do so well but oh no it's okay because this is a fun this is a fun little YA book or it's a fun fun dame, like horror mystery novel no one would know because they all look exactly the same um I found I found articles talking about how this is a trend because um especially because um, the space has become so competitive in the last few years, especially um, especially with online sales. This is a, um, of course, uh, U.S., U.K., um, more Western countries where Amazon kind of dominates the space when it comes to buying books. Um, they've done this. Uh, publishers are doing this because they want to um, make they want to they want to visually recommend users to keep them on the website. So, oh, you've bought this book. Uh, let's you'd really like this book and they it's not by genre it's not by um, author it's completely by book cover so they're visually recommending similar styles but and, so people are judging books by the cover and, yeah and it's 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 um but it's just eye-catching is it or i mean is there <clears throat> i think i can't kind of know the kind of images you're talking about swirly yeah. illustrations yeah, uh, bold Certainly, colors. yeah, like they are beautiful. They are very beautiful. I think it it, it is also tied to the social media trend. You know, they want to show uh, books being art, kind of be, books being art. You know, books on your shelf. They are art. They're on your coffee table. They are beautiful. They are they aren't just books. But it it I think when you see as many as 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 you as, if, I think if you see so many of them in one place, you do sort of get lost in it. And your eyes sort of glaze over. Um, and you, so it's it's a bad thing, is what you're saying. I I think so. So recently, so I haven't. I've I've I'm, I've just sent you guys photos of them, just so you have an idea. Yeah, it doesn't um, work on radio. So. No, it doesn't. No. <laughs> um, so uh, I've rec- I have kind of fallen. I've just kind of dropped off reading books in the last few years, uh, just because of. Um, you know, studying in uni, buying books was a was an expense that I didn't want to take on, uh, uh, tr- moving about and stuff. So I never, I kind of stopped reading books. But recently, I've been trying to pick up reading again, and going to a books, going to bookstores, even beautiful bookstores like Kinokuniya, um, they, I've, I've, I've not felt that want to buy a book as, mm. as uh, not even just, not even so much that I'm not so in the space not not you know when you're online and you see a lot of people talking about the specific book then you want to oh the very famous book talk that all book that all bookshops have now they have a very nice books book talk section uh but it's not even that i'm not in that space online but it's just that when i see these books i i do want to judge them by their covers but i'm not seeing anything that tells me what these books are about i'm seeing blobs i don't know what they're about and don't give me that sort of excitement or 
joy that I want to yeah. get and I see a book that's interesting, even if it is terrible. Yeah. Well, before I, uh, I bring in Dania, I just want to say that you you will, on the other hand, be excited when you you see Confessions of an Old Boy by Cam Ruslan on the shelves <laughs> um, in re-release yes. in the next few weeks. But, yes. Uh, yes. Yeah. Super excited. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and the cover is kind of blobbish, actually. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> well, no, no, much better, obviously. Uh, illustration by Sydney Tan, so it's fantastic. Um, but uh, Danya, you're you're a reader. Um, mm-hmm. uh, have you have you been uh, attacked by the killer book blob? I have to say I have because um, I know they say don't judge a book by its cover, but generally the way I, when I ever since I was young, the way I would pick up a book, especially in a bookstore, is if the cover looked interesting and I pick it up and I read little like synopsis thingy at the back. Then and if it's interesting enough, I'll pick it. So the the, mm-hmm. the cover is what attracts you initially, right? The mm. cover is what yeah. makes you want to pick it up. And before, when I would walk through a bookstore, there would be so many where like, oh, I, I need to pick that up. I need to pick that up. I need to pick that up. Whereas now, I don't get that kind of feeling. And I have to say, the last book I bought, which is like about a few months ago, <laughs> was actually um, the autobiography of, of um, Barack Obama. And I picked mm-hmm. it up because I saw his face on the cover. <laughs> you know, like I the, that was the, enough. That was enough. I mean, it doesn't actually have to be like you know. It, it's just sort of like the cover has to be something that attracts you because you you won't like you're not gonna. The, when you look at books, they're not they're not facing like back towards the back of you. Right, you're not seeing like the synopsis at the back. You're seeing the cover. That's why you need like people to like design your covers well, like Cam's book that's coming out, um, mm. being re-released. <laughs> um, you know, so. So with this, I, I don't know, like, if is this like a thing of like them trying to get us to buy, like, if we fall in love with one book blob, maybe we'll just pick up the next yeah. one because it looks similar and they want us to buy more of it. I don't know if that's like a marketing tactic. To me, to me anyway, it doesn't really work um, because because I don't want to buy the same book over and over again. I want to buy a different book, um, different story. That's good. But with this, I, I can't tell. And it just, you know, makes me less excited to walk into a bookshop. Yeah. Last time, guaranteed my I would be made fun of because every time I walked into a bookshop, everyone knew I'd be walking out with at least one. But I don't <laughs> I don't do that anymore because I don't get that same feeling anymore. And, and I feel like this trend's kind of ruined it a bit for me. And I, I, I feel like I have you, to go you definitely recognize it. You definitely recognize that it is a trend. Then. Oh, yeah, for sure. For sure. Because you can tell like the difference in, in how books used to look before and how they do now. Mm. Um, and, and to me, it's not attractive. Um, to me, it's well, not attractive. Well, yeah. can, can I ask, uh, uh, Julian, um, if you've been keeping an eye on the kind of the real, the the the, the juggernaut books, um, the Harry Potters, say, yeah, yeah, you know what they looked like when they first came out, Ooh. and now they must be on like their fiftieth edition or something. So um, that so that's interesting though, because the big series, they because they are as popular as they are, they have they change and they have very distinct styles between their changes. Um, uh, like uh, I think Harry, I, I I know the Percy Jackson series, the Harry Potter series. When I was just at the bookstore over the weekend, they are completely different, and they they are visually very interesting. I get I, I like the fact that especially kids books, young adult books, they are still um, able to attract. I I, st- I I don't know. I, I I'm very not in this in this in this age group anymore, but I do still want to like look through them because they're very cute. I think these kind of th- this trend kind of only affects. Uh, newer authors because they they're you know they're you don't know their names they're probably not going to 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 get 
loads loads of editions like Harry and, Potter does. And they are all yeah. riding on the on the coattails of the success of the other one. Are they? Kind they're of. all kind of they're kind of merging. It's like I don't I no, I don't stand out. I'm just like the other one that you really like. Um Yeah. 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 And and it, it says nothing about the the and I, the genre. it says nothing about the genre, nothing about the 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 success at all yeah. of 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 that author's book, even that specific author. But but yeah. finally, June, I just want to ask you: you are not shopping in the YA department anymore. Aren't you? I'm not, and it 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 pain it makes me sad because it it's so it's so fun and. <laughs> It's more diverse. Oh, I mean, why, YA is a is huge business. It is. It, it's yeah. such a big seller, and uh, Asia is is the second largest buyer of children's and YA. Ooh, have you ever thought of going into it? Um, no. I mean, because it's just it. I I don't I don't know. I don't know how it's done, but it it would be the <laughs> correct thing to do. I mean, if seriously, kids, uh, folks out there, you know, do a children's book. <laughs> Especially Asian ones are actually becoming quite popular. Yeah, you know, if it's got yes. like tigers and uh, stuff, you know, it's like yeah, good South know. Korean and Japanese yeah. um, um, YA books coming out at the moment. But, and one of the things about Malaysia is great illustrators in this country. Mm-hmm. No so, blobs here. No, no blobs. No blobs. I, I think actually uh, Malaysian book uh, design is is pretty good. Actually, yeah, yeah, especially Confessions of an Old Boy. By Cam Russell, I'm coming out any day now. Um, <laughs> so so we'll, we'll move on. I'm going to look out for that book blob thing. I really know. Actually, I know what you mean now, now that you um, you say that. And, and now you'll know. never be able to unsee them. It's terrible. Yeah. 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 Okay. Um, we move on, though. And in a moment, we're going to be asking the question um, that I don't even understand, which is, are we at the end of the social era here in the internet here? Um, and we'll be asking that on A Bit of Culture on BFM 89.9. And we're back with myself and Danya and Julian. And now, uh, Danya, is this the end of the social era on the internet? Yes, it's very much, it's, it's very simple, Cam. It's basically, so So we all heard, um, maybe all of us, but there was the news over the weekend of Elon Musk saying that um, Twitter was going to limit um, the number of tweets you could see each day, um, depending on what kind of account you have. And this kind of stirred this conversation online, especially among tech journalists, about whether this is, you know, this is the one of the final nails in the coffin for Twitter. And in that case, you know, the end of the social network on the internet. Um, um, yeah, I do because, understand. I do understand. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> good, good. Yeah. Um, but basically, you know, that Facebook, Twitter were kind of the places where people would gather and you could just talk to anyone freely and if twitter dies and you know other places like reddit maybe also i guess you could count as a social kind of place social networking place um dies we kind of just have things like like instagram and that's not really a social place that's just a thing where you look at photos and comment on things you know what i mean um so it, it, it's sort of really like the question that's happening now is like is this the end of you know the you know the whole world being together on the internet are we going to just go off and like you know where are we going to move on to is it going to be us just moving to like whatsapp and having our own private you know groups are we going to 
Shada Hara going to like talk to people in real life. Oh my God. Oh God. Oh, God. No. What will oh, you young God. people do? How do you what? do you, What does that how mean? Don't know how to do. <laughs> Talking face to face. What? Um, but yeah, you know, and, and like even just there are things like, um, I don't know if you guys heard this. I just learned about this recently. It's called the Fediverse. Have you guys heard of that? It's like a portmanteau of Federation and Universe. Um, okay. Yeah, but basically it's kind of like, um, you guys, have you guys heard of Mastodon? It's like the alternative to Twitter. Like when mm-hmm. Elon Musk first took over, Mastodon was a big thing. It's basically yeah. a thing where like you can copy the the info of Mastodon and create your own servers, basically. So like you get to create the rules in your own um, Twitter, so to say. Like So you get, basically it's decentralizing the power of social media. That's what people are talking about as well. Like giving mm-hmm. the power back to the people in terms of managing what they see online and who they interact with but but that's all just like you know speculation so it's more of like you know what are we going to do like what's the answer of like 20 years of ha- you know of people being on the internet and being around around each other that's kind of dying out now yeah and you know do but, you guys do you guys feel that well I, I think we have to remember that that um uh twitter didn't die elon musk killed it that's true. Uh, you know, I mean, the technology still exists. It can still be replicated very easily, I'm sure. Mm-hmm. It's just Elon Musk came along and just killed it. Yeah, true. Um, but, but also, I think there's also this thing about because, you know, AI is happening, people aren't as willing to give up, like, you know, user info and things like that, that normally comes to social media. Mm-hmm. That, you know, your user info is so publicly available to other apps. Um, you know, the economy is bad, so everyone's trying to monetize something. So even things like, you know, Meta is coming up with threads. It's supposed to be like the Instagram version of Twitter. Um, we don't know if that's going to be another social networking thing or if that's going to die. So it's kind of it's kind of weird to think that the spaces we used to be, like especially Facebook was such a huge thing last time and now no one talks about it. You know what I mean? Um, Old people do. Old people do. <laughs> well, they a do. small they do. portion. A small portion. No, a big people. portion of old people do. Um, <laughs> I I don't go to Facebook that often. Whenever I do, it's just obituaries. Um, oh. oh no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so, uh, well, Julian, what about you? I mean, you um, did you are you Twitter? Are you? No, I yeah. I have to say, I, I do miss. I, I I think everyone sort of felt this. Anyone who's who is pretty active on Twitter, I know I know I think both of I think all of us are. Uh, I, I, just, I, will, I never say a damn word, but I would consider myself very active. I, I yeah, I'm lot. the same. Yeah. yeah. Uh just sort of observing but quietly. Um yeah. but yeah, the seeing the demise of it, seeing all the people still on it, uh, because of the communities that are on it and also the opportunities that Twitter kind of creates. Because Twitter, I, I can't remember who it was, but um they'd written a very good thread about what made Twitter so unique. Uh, one of the things was that um, whatever industry that you're in, however, if you are a very small player or you're just completely new to the industry, it's Twitter is a great platform because it enables you to be able to be seen by someone at the top of the industry. Um, no other social platform uh, as big as you know, Facebook, Instagram, doesn't. they don't do that. Yeah. um they allow they allow that 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 sort of sh- like shared space um i was uh i was thinking about reddit and what happened with reddit two weeks ago or last week the reddit blackout because uh this uh, this is going to be wrong <laughs> but um i think reddit was trying to monetize the third party <laughs> yes that's right that's right yes third party something <laughs> 
Um, and because of that, a lot of subreddits have, uh, went on, uh, you know, decided to completely shut down or just uh, went, did a complete blackout. And because of that, we lost a lot of um, sort of traditionally what the, the, the internet was for shared spaces, forums where you could actually backtrack what people were talking about. It is It was a conversation and it wasn't tied to um, your name or where you're from, um, data that can be tracked and can be used in an algorithm. Um, and be, with the loss of Twitter means the loss of that. Um, yeah. oh, sorry, the loss of Reddit means the loss of that. And um, I don't know, it's just, it's just really sad and I don't really know what else there could be. I talked, uh, the last time I was on the show, I talked about Tumblr. Um, and one of the reasons why I love Tumblr so much and still do, and I have, I think for like 10 years now, um, for the anonymity of it, but then also because it's not tied to anything that can be sort of farmed in that way, that sort of data that can be farmed. You can just be a person that exists on the internet that who enjoys something in, and you can find uh, circles that enjoy it in the same way that you do. Um, and it is terrible, but it is community driven. And I feel like that might, I think a lot of people are jumping ship off of Twitter. They're going to Tumblr and people joke about it. But um, Tumblr is so successful because it is so unmonetizable. <laughs> Yahoo mm. bought it, I think, back in 2012 or something, and they were not profitable. Mm. Um, but that is because it is user-driven and it, it, is, it survives because people love it. And I yeah. think that's probably the best way, right? So yeah, because so Daniel, if you can answer your own question, I mean, is Tumblr? I I think that there was there was no great call out there for the end of Twitter. People yeah. were not baying for the end of Twitter. It served a fu- it serves a function. Yeah. Um. So either Tumblr or just somebody just comes up with a new thing, and then that'll be the thing. I I guess, but it just feels to me, it feels like the end of an end of an era to me. It just feels like. It feels like things are gonna be a bit more controlled or private. That's what it feels like to me. The way the way things are going, like that we don't have this big space of just, you know, of like engaging with different people from different parts of the world so freely. And maybe maybe we do need that kind of moderation. Maybe you know the internet's not the most healthiest place all the time, and maybe no. we do need some moderation in that sense. But it it suddenly feels like the part of an internet the the internet we knew is kind of transforming where we're in the midst of it we don't know what's going to come out of it maybe it is maybe i'm just over to here it's just like a um you know another another social that was going to come up and it'll be whatever but to me it feels like we're stepping into a second phase of the internet that's what it feels like to me mm-hmm. um and i don't know what's going to happen on the other side i guess i, I guess i'll just <laughs> talk to people face to face then cam i guess i guess that's what i'm gonna do yeah but are we in agreement then that twitter is dead I would say yes. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah. you know, it still exists and everything. But you, but uh, Julian, you um, you've deleted got, the app. I deleted the app. I go on http forward slash twitter dot com. You know, like I, yeah, what just for old times' sake or yeah, because it does. I I do still need the news in that in that way. I think um, be, uh, for uh, like choosing to disconnect myself in that way, I think it helped men- mentally. But it also felt I, I I have never felt I haven't felt so removed from so many things. A lot I think a thing that I liked a lot about Twitter, especially, was that it was my primary way of being connected to, um, so kind of not just news, but you know, social news, news that maybe isn't reported. Mm. Uh, just bring it back, uh, news that isn't reported, but it's what people are talking about, and also the, not just entertainment news, but uh, me 
social issues that are important in the country that I've always felt very removed from. Twitter was my way of getting um, getting into getting not being part of the conversation, but at least listening to the conversation. And I feel like I've lost a lot of that. Yeah, I mean, I, 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 I agree with you entirely, Julian. That that yeah. and 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 Daniel's scaring the hell out of me. It's like, <laughs> so I don't know. I actually don't know. I could. I don't know. I mean, yeah. Julian, what the hell do you do with your time if you don't have Twitter? Well, I'm trying to find books, aren't I? Oh, <laughs> right. Okay. Then we get back to that. She's right. trying to okay. survive the book block. <laughs> <laughs> right. It's, it's, it, all right. I understand. Okay. Well, uh, well, we have to watch this space. We're um, good on TikTok. Let's go on TikTok. Um, yeah. I was, on, I was actually on TikTok today thinking because it's like the end of Twitter. I was thinking, what about TikTok? And when there was like, uh, it's not the same. You can do it, Cam. You can make your make your first TikTok video, Cam. Oh, come on. No, I'm not I'm not I'm not 15. Come on. <laughs> um, anyway. yeah, no, you could get on Book Talk. We'll see you on Book Talk when the book comes there's, out. There's a book talk. There's book talk. There's a hashtag book talk you could find you can find it, it's it's full of, of great great books. Mm. All oh, are you blobby. just lying? Oh no. All very, <laughs> very blobby. Okay, great. I'm not gonna get trapped like that. So we move on. Anyway, we move on now to um, Final Thoughts Show recommendations. Where I recommend something that might be of interest, and and I'll, I'll go first. So I know you two are as, as excited as I am that the Tour de France has finally begun. Yes, um, of course. Good, of course. And uh, and you've been, I mean, you've been sending me messages constantly asking <laughs> uh, what what is a good primer. You say a good way, an introduction to understand how the Tour de France works, and and. Ladies, I can tell you, uh, it just so happens there's a very good, actually very good uh, document, short documentary series on Netflix called oh. uh, Tour de France Unchained. Uh, that's the English title. The French one is actually something else, and it's much better. I can't remember. Uh, oh, oh, yeah. At the Heart of the Peloton. That's cours, way better. Yeah. Au cours de Peloton. And um, the uh, it, it's very good. It was all about the uh, last edition of the Tour de France from last year, which I have to say was one of the most exciting Tour de France's I have ever seen. It was the second most exciting Tour de France, actually. What was um, the first? First was from 1989. So you oh, have to wait a long that one. time for a really good Tour de France to come along. Yeah. Uh, and there can be some boring ones, but I, this year's I don't think will be boring. And um, so it it tells it tells uh some of the key stories from last year's Tour de France and uh and, and gives you an insight of things to look out for as you watch the Tour de France and you you learn that there are so many different races involved in there. Yeah. And and that coming last in the Tour de France is absolutely not um uh, a mark of shame. The, oh, the person, okay. Yeah, the person who comes in last. Uh, he's the Red Lantern, Lantern Rouge, and just to finish the Tour de France is one hell of an achievement. Oh, yeah. And and if you come in last, it probably means you were doing other duties. Uh, you were not trying to be first, and and it kind of shows that you probably did those duties very well. So it's one of those races where coming in last is a is a is honourable. Mm-hmm. So um, this just but, makes me want to watch the Tour de France. To be fair. Not you so much should. The series. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, you watch both. Um, watch both, but the series is very good, actually. I have to say. So, so yeah. as a primer, so do you? So, why, why this? Why the series, though, as a primer? You know, if you're watching people just sort of cycling 200 kilometers a day, 
and there's like 150 of them cycling 200 kilometers a day. It can be a bit bewildering. Like, what are they doing? What's going on? They're just all cycling. Um, but as I said, there are many different races inside of the race, and there are many different tactics. It's like it's like chess on wheels. Um, oh, yeah. And um, somebody said it was like chess on wheels that finishes with a cage fight. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so. Do I not understand what the Tour de France is? <laughs> it's, a, it's, a, it's a bicycle race. The other things were metaphors yeah. and analogies. Okay, <laughs> sure. Right. And, and also with the Tour de France, France is really beautiful. It really is. Mm. So it's just great just to watch France. Mm. So um, anyway, so Tour de France, untrained, uh, untrained, unchained. They're um, trained. <laughs> It's a really good documentary series, and I recommend it. Uh, so that's me. Uh, Julian, what's your recommendation? Uh, I would like to recommend a film, an animated film that just dropped last week on Netflix called Nimona, N-I-M-O-N-A. Um, it's a pretty popular graphic novel that's been around, I think, 10 years now. Um, born out of Tumblr, born out of the dumpster fire of Tumblr, uh, M.D. Okay. Stevenson, uh, he, you know, he. I think he drew uh, the the character when he was in class years ago, and decided to create a graphic novel of from from that one character because she was so interesting. And it was supposed to be put out by Twentieth Century Fox and then and then Disney, but because of the very obvious, very beautiful, very well done queer themes in the story, uh, Disney dropped it and. It uh, Netflix picked it up because of Blue Sky Studios, and we, we're I feel very lucky that we even get to watch this film. So I want everyone to watch it because it's so great. Um, the story is about a knight who is framed for a crime that he didn't commit. So the only person who can help him is Nimona, who's a shape shifting teenager, um, but is also maybe a monster. So uh, it is really it's really very cute, and the animation style is so beautiful. The movie has a lot of heart. Um, it talk it, it it is it is queer like I mentioned, but it also um, you know talks it, it touches on themes of fighting against prejudice and uh, propaganda and self acceptance and what a hero looks like. It's mm. it's amazing. I think that's what it it feels like. I, I've been on Netflix uh, the last couple of days and I've just not seen it, even though I know that the film has come out. So I've had to like actually type it in N I M O N A for anyone who wants to watch. But it and did does, it come it up? Feels, it came up. It, it did, it up. did. It, right. Yeah, it did. It's just not, it should, I don't know, in my brain, it should be plastered everywhere because um, it is, a, it's a great story. It's not just told in a boring way, like, you know, let's just make a regular story, but let's just make the characters' elements, Pixar, um, mm. you know, something actually fun. And I wish that we could see it in cinemas because it's really beautiful. Uh, Danya, are, are you familiar with? Uh... No, I, I'm not. I'm not. I'm very excited to check it out, as well as the Tour de France uh, documentary. Yeah, after that, that's like that's like yeah, five or so episodes. So that'll take a while, and then afterwards, there's dessert, yeah. which would be Nimona. Is it Nimona? Nimona. Yeah, Nimona. I've just got the graphic novel as well, so I'm just gonna I'm gonna read that soon. Right. Okay. Um, all right. Well, that's Nimona on uh, Netflix. Netflix. Yeah. And uh, Daniel, what you got? Uh, well, I guess I guess since I mentioned his his book in book blob talk i will <laughs> recommend the barack obama autobiography um, but but in all uh, seriousness it he speaks you can you know he speaks very well but he also i 
writes very well. It's very easy to read. It's not, you know, sometimes you pick books up and then you you sort of feel like, oh, this person's just trying to sound smart. This person's just trying to sound smart and I don't know what he's trying to say, but his writing was surprisingly very easy to understand. And I think it's a very good book because it's not just about him winning the presidency. It's also him, you know, going through the motions of being president getting through like you know all those things you wonder like oh what would it be like if i became president or in, in malaysia's case prime, prime minister you know how would that be how would that person feel what were the changes that they went through and i think that's quite an interesting thing to to read even if you don't like him as a as a president or as a person i, I think it's quite an interesting experience to learn about because you know not many people get to have that experience so i would recommend that book what, what's it called um, this one it's just called Barack Obama, and there's a nice photo of him looking stoically, like his side profile in black and white. Yeah, yeah, we should all we should all have a photograph like that. Um, <laughs> but uh, he's written quite a few books now, hasn't he? This would be like he's quite. This three. is the this is the third one. Yeah. Um, there's one um of his time. I, I feel like he's talking about his influence of his father being yeah. uh, from Indonesia, and there's one more in between that. But this is the the third one. It's the most recent one that's come out. Um, yeah, and it's, it's quite it's quite good. Yeah. His father was from Kenya. His stepfather was. My stepfather was from Indonesia. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And he, I saw it somewhere. The it, it quite a while back. It said the amount of money that he's earned as an author, and it's a lot. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's it's I, a lot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you you understand why when you read the book? Yeah. 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 Oh, okay. Um. And so that's just plain old Barack. Yeah, Obama. Barack. It's just Barack Obama. That's just it. Yeah, okay. the title. Yeah. Right. Okay. Cool. And uh, well, then that brings us to the end of this week's show, where we have uh, mourned the end of Twitter, um, <laughs> and uh, railed against the book blob, and um, found out all about Danya and I's choices for the news that we will digest. <laughs> we will turn to, and uh, so I'd like to thank Danya and I. Thank you. Thank you. It was it was so much fun as always. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, great fun. And uh, Julian Yap. Thank you so much. Thank you. Who has a job somewhere else now, but that's okay. That's, <laughs> that's, that's fine. That's fine. Um, I still see you virtually. <laughs> we still talk yeah. this way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, and actually, seriously, I don't know what I'm going to do with my time when Twitter really just goes blank. Um, what do you do now? I read. I do read. I do read. But then I do find that after... A, you know, an hour or so of reading, my fingers start kind of like, I wonder what I wonder what's being talked about. And I think I feel I should find out. We should um, watch the Tour de France together, Cam. The old Tour de France together. The nineteen eighty nine one. Yeah. Oh, well, that'd be a great idea, actually. Let's do that. <laughs> that was a hell of a race. Oh, and also I'd recommend Sight Unseen, um, The Last Rider, which is about the last um the nineteen eighty nine Tour de France and the 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 greatest. I think cyclist uh, Greg LeMond, the only American to have won the Tour de France. Um, so uh, anyway, well, enough cycling. So uh, <laughs> thank you very much. And please join us next week for another exciting episode of A Bit of Culture here on BFM 89.9. You have been listening to a podcast from BFM 89.9, The Business Station. For more stories of the same kind, download the BFM app.